Praise the Lord. Amen. Turning your Bibles tonight to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 18th verse. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and verse 18. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the precious ones that are here tonight. Thank you for moving by your spirit during prayer. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so that's really kind of what was happening tonight. We were praying for people that would come back to Christ. We were praying for baby Christians, really, that didn't know how to take their place, really, and to ward off the evil one. And so we prayed a hedge of protection around them. That is praying supplication. That is standing in the gap. It is praying for one another. It is a extremely important part of the local church's prayer life. That we pray for one another. And that we pray for the precious ones that come through these doors. And that we pray that the eyes of their heart be flooded with light. And that their spirit men would be strengthened. So that they can ward off the temptations that wait for them outside these doors. We know that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's why, one of the major reasons why we have these prayer meetings. Number one, because we love God, we love one another, and we are praying for one another. Jesus said to us in Luke 18 and 1, in the Amplified, He said that men ought always to pray and not give up, not be cowardly, not become faint-hearted. Now, the other week I did a message on prayer, and the main thought that came out was this, don't give up, but build yourself up. The more that we build ourselves up in prayer and in the Word of God, the less we'll be tempted to give up. The enemy wants people to give up. He wants people to grow weary in well-doing. But when you've been schooled in faith, like a church like this, and you've been schooled by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know what to do. You know what to do. You know how to make progress in your life. You know how to go forward. You know how to not loosen or relax your hold on God's Word. You do it by what John was talking about last week, by stirring yourself up. Stirring up the gift that is on the inside of us. Now this is available to every child of God. Amen. Say it with me. Don't give up, but build yourself up. And I quoted this great quote by George Muller. He said, I live in the spirit of prayer as I walk about when I lie down, when I rise up. And he says, and the answers, they're always coming. The answers are always coming. And if you look at the ministry of Jesus, his ministry did not run on just mere information. His ministry ran on revelation. He says, I go to my father, I see what he's saying, and I just act out what he said to me. I love it. He said, I cannot do anything of myself, but whatever I see the father do, that is what I'm going to do. 
And God wants you and I to see supernaturally. He wants us not to be blinded by the darkness that's in this world. He wants us to have our eyes opened so that we can see, so that we can hear and do the will of God. And that is, my friends, revelation knowledge. It is knowledge revealed to our spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we get revelation knowledge, it literally changes how we view things. It changes our perspective. When you begin to see things the way God sees them, you're not going to be so easily moved by what you see around you in the natural realm. Because even though these things in the natural realm may be bad, with God in Christ, everything is good in Him. All the promises of God, the Bible says, are yes and amen. So we're not going to live our lives according to the natural temporal, but we're going to live our lives according to the forever, the eternal, life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. And so we're going to change what we see on the outside by what we see on the inside. Everyone say this with me. If I can see it, I can do it. If you can see it, you can do it. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see yourself getting a 12% raise, you can have a 12% raise. If you can see it, you can be it. Especially when your sight comes from the all-seeing one. Especially when your sight comes by Him imparting His sight into your spiritual eyes and all of a sudden the light comes and there's nothing that's impossible now. Hallelujah. If you can see yourself giving it, you can give it. A lot of times, you know, people get in church and they say, well, man... I'd like to, be, like to be able to give that $1,000. How much would you like to do that? Yeah. Is that a desire? Mm-hmm. Is that a passion? If you can see it, you'll be able to sow it. Yeah. Now, you may not be able to sow it overnight. But how many of you know you don't have to necessarily start with $1,000. You can start with $1. Yeah. How many of you know one can become 100 just like that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, verse 18. He prays that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Our inner man has eyes. Our inner man has ears. To hear the supernatural... And to see the supernatural. You know, when you walk into a room and it's not completely light, you can see some things. But when you turn on all the lights, you'll be able to see things you've never seen before. And the more time I believe that we spend with God, who is light, and in Him 
is no darkness at all. The more we spend time with this God who is light, in his light, we're going to see more light. How many of you can testify that you're seeing more now than you've ever seen before? How many of you can testify that you're seeing more and getting more revelation this year than you did 10 years ago? Think about it. That's God. Because if the universe is ever expanding at the speed of light, revelation knowledge is ever expanding in the hearts and in the minds of his sons and his daughters. Oh, that's powerful. And so we don't want to settle for what we've known. We want to keep moving. We want to keep going onward. We want to keep going upward. There's an upward call for all of us. Paul heard it. Paul recognized it. He said that I may know him. And then I may understand the power of his resurrection and the wonders of his person. You see, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God opens my eyes to see the unlimited possibilities of God. I want to encourage you, don't settle for the status quo. Go for it. Go with God. Go for God. Give it everything you have. And let this God, with whom is no impossibilities, expand your vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there's a difference between ambition and vision. Ambition's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But oftentimes in the kingdom of God and for Christians, when they get filled with ambition, ambition begins to drive them. The difference between ambition and vision is vision guides us, whereas ambition drives us. So we need to determine whether we're being guided or whether we're being driven. And the way we determine that is by what we see on the inside, by what he's given us insight to. Amen? Amen. You know, it's good to have a heart. It's good to have ambition. I'm not, don't misunderstand me. But oftentimes people get so ambitious that they forget the spirit of God's leading. Say with me, if I can see the invisible, I can do the impossible. And so what prayer does for me is it enables me to get focused. It enables me to, to get clear down here on the inside. Uh, uh, well, what are we going to do about this? And what are we going to do about that? Let's take time to pray about it. 
I don't want to just move by what I think. Because how many of you know you can be deceived by your brain? The brain is not necessarily the one you trust. The brain is not what we lean to. We lean not to our own understanding. We lean on Him. Oh, hallelujah. And so, focused to be clear. And, and it, it, uh, it pays rich dividends to take the time to know before you go. May our eyes be focused and clear. Prayer will do that. So that you can see exactly what He's calling you to do. And I'm not talking just about an overall call. I'm talking about daily. I love what Brenda said. You know, when she wakes up in the morning, she'll look to the Lord. She'll put her antennas up and she'll see, Lord, do you have a scripture? What is she doing? She wants to get focused. She wants to get clear direction. God can give us clarity for everyday living. Amen. You know, we've had so many projects out here on the parking lot from the electrical to, to the sign. And, you know, had I moved as fast as I wanted to move, we would have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that we didn't need to spend. But I have a very good friend, a very close friend, that has taught me to wait. Taught me to, let's pray about it more. Let's, let's consider this. Let's just, you know, and then kind of back off for a while. Over a period of months, waiting on God and not being impulsive and pushing the fast button literally saved the church probably 35 to 50,000 bucks. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, let's lift our hands and give Him praise. See, this includes you. And had we spent that money before the end of the year, we wouldn't have met our budget for 2019. And we would have had to go and explain it to the bank. Everyone say, to God be the glory. I said, to God... Be the glory. I don't know whether you have stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things like that, but God knows. You know, people say about 2008, oh, if I had known that, if I would have known that was going to happen, I would have done this, that, and the other. Thank God the Spirit of God has given us so that we can know. He can warn us. He can show us things to come. Like we were talking, Brenda prayed powerful prayer Sunday morning as I was teaching, but we can avert tragedies through prayer. Not only for our nation, not only for our cities, but for our own individual lives. Are you still tracking with me? Say it with me. Thank God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can rise above the turbulent atmosphere of our experiences 
into an atmosphere of greater glory and days of heaven upon the earth. You know, Satan's feeling a lot of pressure right now. I mean, he's, that dude is scared. He is shaking in his boots. I was watching something from The Secrets of Intercession from 1983 yesterday. And I was watching Phil and uh, Fern Halverson, who were intercessors. Remember, they were here. They prayed me through customs in the Philippines. They prayed Bobby Hebert into a contract with the New Orleans Saints. It was powerful. Intercession, prophetic praying, powerful. And he was saying that he was so tired. He'd been on the road. This was in the 70s or sure, early 80s. And he was from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was a personal intercessor for Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. And uh, he got caught up in the spirit. He shared this at the Secret of Intercession. He got caught up into the glory land where there was rejoicing and where everyone was happy. And when there was pra- where there was praise and there was strong prayers taking place. He got caught up he didn't want to come back. But he said he looked down from where he was and he saw that in between heavens, that's where the prince of the power of the air is. Wicked spirits in heavenly places. Not in the heaven we're going to, but in the heavenlies. And he looked down. And he's up there in the glory. Power is manifesting. And then he looked down to the earth and he saw the bride of Christ, the glorious church, taking their place of prayer. Praying the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven where he was. And in between, Satan's like this. He's sandwiched in between the glory of heaven and the glorious church. He can't win. His time is short. His lease is running out. So I'm not going to quit. Just because I haven't seen here what I know here and seen here. Just because I haven't seen the fulfillment of all the prophecies, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep at it. And you're going to keep at it with me. And we're going to keep at it together. We're going to give the devil a nervous breakdown. So that's why I don't fear him. Because I know he is a defeated foe. And I know that he's under your feet. And I know that he's under my feet. And I know the God of heaven hears the prayers of his saints. And I know the effectual fervent prayer of righteous men and women like you and me make tremendous power available.
And it is dynamic in its working. I wish I could describe to you in better terms how Phil described it. Maybe I'll play it to you next week. Powerful. We went to the Philippines <clears throat> that year, must have been 1984 or 83 when he was visiting us over at Marine High School. And we had purchased, I don't know how many thousands, but at least hundreds of Brother Hagen's books to give to the pastors because we were there ministering pastor's conference during the day. And at night... We were doing an open-air crusade. But customs didn't want us to have those books. They, 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 they didn't want us to bring them in. And there was, there was a big hassle about our arrival. And Brother Halverson was praying about the arrival, the arrival, the arrival. He literally prayed those books into our hands. And when we were getting on a jet... To go to Dumaguete, they were there hassling me, and I just said, Don't bother me. I walked right through them. Probably not such a good idea, but there was someone standing with me. And so, what prayer does is prayer goes out ahead of us and paves the way for what seemingly is impossible to become possible. Prayer processes the plan of God. And in heaven, there's just bowls full of incense. There's bowls full of the prayers of the saints. And so what God does is He's taken those prayers from yesteryear and yesterdecade and yestercentury and He draws on the prayers of the saints and he sets some things in motion from heaven toward the earth. Amen. What a God we serve. Oh, come on, somebody. Whoo, what a creator we serve. What a good, good father. So be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you're going to reap. Because you're not going to faint. The first two people to successfully make it to the top of Mount Everest did so in 1953. And since then, there's been a lot of people that made it to the top. But that process takes about three months. Climbers go to a lower altitude, and then they go to higher camps gradually making their ascent. And sometimes they need to camp at one of the higher altitudes for as long as three weeks until their bodies adjust to the higher altitude. Because you see, at every altitude, something happens in their blood. The red blood cells begin to increase because of the lack of oxygen. And by the time they reach the final altitude camp, the red blood cells in their bodies have actually doubled in number to help carry enough oxygen to keep them alive. Wow. I read after a scientist today, and I won't quote it to you, but that's an actual fact. 
they double. What happened? And why did it happen? Something had to change in their blood for them to survive that kind of climb. And in Psalms 24, verse 3, it says this, Who shall ascend into the holy hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? Notice this. Here's what qualifies us. He that has clean hands. And what kind of a heart? Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. The Knox translation says, Who dares to climb the mountain of the Lord? And I know this for a fact. God's challenged me. And he's challenged people very close to me. God challenges anyone who wants to move up higher in their fellowship with him. And he gives us the condition, Mm -hmm. clean hands Mm -hmm. and a pure heart. And in verse 5, the ones with clean hands and the pure hearts, those who will receive the blessing from the Lord Mm -hmm. and righteousness from the God of his salvation. How many of you know there are just some blessings we cannot get at sea level? (laughs) What do you mean sea level? I'm talking about living the beneath life. Living a natural, Mm -hmm. fleshly, carnal life. That's the beneath life. Lying and cheating and worrying, getting loaded. That's way beneath who we are. So it's time to come on up. Who will move up higher with me? Every breakthrough, and I've got about five minutes left, every breakthrough comes from a breakthrough in Revelation where you can actually see yourself living the above life, the resurrected life, the raised life. I'm born a winner. More than a conqueror. Say with me if I can see it. I can be it. If I can see it, I can do it. What needs to happen is the red blood cells of our faith need to double so that we can move up higher in blessing and in fruitfulness in the kingdom of God. Doesn't the Bible talk about exceeding growing faith? How many of you know that moving up in fellowship with God and moving up higher in faith and moving up higher in glory is a greater challenge than climbing Mount Everest? With the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you and I can know the limitless possibilities of God's plan and purpose for our lives. With each new revelation... The Holy Spirit is going to guide us to another altitude camp. Corinthians talks about going from glory to glory. The Amplified talks about going from one degree of glory to another. 
And we may have to stay there a while till our faith cells double. But after they do, we can keep moving. Why is that? Because the Holy Spirit is my guide. Lift your hands and say, the Holy Spirit Spirit is our guide. guide. Take us, Holy Spirit, Spirit. to the top of the mountain. mountain. We purpose in our heart that we will listen to you you. and we will follow you. Pray for one another that we go higher. Just go ahead and take time to pray for your neighbor. May we go up. May we go higher. May we May all of us go up higher. Higher, higher, higher. Higher and higher. In the greater glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. We're above and we are not beneath. Hallelujah. Say with me, ever increasing... In the knowledge of God, ever increasing in the strength of God, ever increasing in the revelation of God's Word and of His Holy Spirit, moving in, moving on, and moving up higher is my sincere prayer. Not only for myself, but for all my brothers and all my sisters in the church. We call upon heaven's help. We need your help. You said that you are our guide. Take us by the hand and lead us into higher ground. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, see at the top. See you at the top. I like that. That's good. See you at the top. Hallelujah. Sabrina at the top. Caleb. At the top. Hallelujah. All of us. At the top. Ha ha. Man, I'm glad I came tonight. Lester Summerall once said that most Christians never progress beyond their initial revelation of God. He says, you cannot go forward in faith without going forward in revelation. Every breakthrough in faith, he said, comes from a breakthrough in revelation knowledge, not necessarily new information. And so this is why Brenda and I pray the Ephesians prayers continuously for you. We pray these uh, Ephesians prayers continuously for ourselves. Because there's more. 
This is more of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Woo! I'm happy in my heart tonight. I can sing because I'm happy. I can sing because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow. And I know he's looking after you. And he's looking after me. So your assignment, your application for the rest of the week is take Ephesians 1, verses 17 through 23. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Personalize it. Pray it for yourself. And then please pray for Brenda and I that utterance would be given to us and that we would be experiencing on a continuous basis doors of utterance. A door of utterance is not just an open door to go to a mission field, but a door of utterance is a a window that the Holy Spirit gives you during a service. And it's like a a door. And you just walk through it. And revelation begins to flow. We need those doors open. And we appreciate so much your prayers. Now we pray the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of our good, good Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. May you rest well tonight in your beds, and may you wake up refreshed in Christ in the name of Jesus. God bless you.